إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار Indeed our praise and thanks belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We praise him, we seek his help and we seek his forgiveness we seek refuge with Allah from the evil of ourselves and from the evil of our bad deeds. Whomsoever Allah guides, no one can misguide. And whomsoever Allah misguides, then no one can guide. I bear witness that nothing has a right to be worshipped except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's alone and he has no partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah raise his rank and grant, and grant him peace as his slave and his messenger. O you who believe, fear Allah with the fear that is due to Him and do not die except as a Muslim. O mankind, fear your Lord who has created you from a single person. And from that person He created His wife. And from the two of them He created many men and women. And fear Allah through whom you demand your mutual rights and do not cut off family ties. Indeed, Allah is an all-watcher over you. O you who believe, fear Allah and say that which is correct and upright. If you do this, Allah will rectify for you your deeds, and He will forgive you of your sins. And whosoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has attained a great achievement. As for that which follows, indeed, the most truthful speech is the speech of Allah, the Qur'an. And the best of guidance, and the finest of guidance, is the guidance of our Prophet Muhammad wasallam. And the worst of affairs are the newly invented matters. Every newly invented matter is an innovation in the religion. And every innovation is misguidance, and every misguidance is in the hellfire. It was collected by Ibn Hibban in his Sahih. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال صعد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المنبر فقال آمين 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 قيل يا رسول الله إنك صعدت المنبر فقلت آمين 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 
فقال أتاني جبريل عليه الصلاة والسلام فقال من أدرك شهر رمضان فلم يغفر له فدخل النار فأبعده الله قل آمين فقلت آمين الحديث It was narrated by Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu He said that one day the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ascended the minbar and he said Amin 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 So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked O Messenger of Allah when you ascended the minbar you said Amin 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 So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Jibreel alayhi salam he came to me and he said, whoever reaches the month of Ramadan and he's not forgiven for his sins and he enters the hellfire, then may he be distanced from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May he be far removed from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Qul amin. He said, say amin. Faqultu amin. So I said amin until the end of the hadith. And contained in this hadith is a severe and a serious supplication against the person who reaches the month of Ramadan and he's not forgiven for his sins because he did not safeguard his fast and because he did not take advantage of this blessed month. And this is a reminder for every single one of us here that we have to take ourselves into account and that we have to be diligent in that which remains of this blessed month. Because if a person can get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the month of Ramadan, then when is he going to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If a person can't rectify himself in the month of Ramadan, then when is he going to rectify himself? If a person can't have his sins forgiven for him in the month of Ramadan, then he's only going to continue to be far removed from the mercy and the forgiveness of Allah jalla wa'ala. And these last 10 nights, these are the best nights of the year. And this is why the Prophet ﷺ used to exert himself in worship during these last 10 nights more so than any other time. As Aisha radiallahu anha said, كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ يَجْتَهِدُ فِي الْعَشْرِ الْأَوَاخِرِ مَا لَا يَجْتَهِدُ فِي غَيْرِهِ She said the Prophet ﷺ used to exert himself in worship during the last 10 nights more so than any other time. And likewise she said, radiallahu anha, كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِذَا دَخَلَ الْعَشْرُ شَدَّ مِئْزَرَهُ وَأَحْيَا لَيْلَهُ وَأَيْقَضَ أَهْلَهُ She said that when the last ten nights of Ramadan began, the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم would tighten his waist strap. And he would spend his night, he would stay up at night. He would stay up at night and he would wake up his family. So when the last 10 nights of Ramadan began, the Prophet ﷺ would abstain from having intimate relations with his wives. And he would devote himself to the prayer and the remembrance of his Lord. And likewise, the Prophet ﷺ would wake up his family. And he did this ﷺ because he wanted his family to benefit and to take advantage of these blessed nights. Because during these last 10 nights is a night which is better than a thousand months. Allah Jalla wa'ala said, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ Indeed, we have revealed it, meaning the Qur'an, on the night of decree. وَمَا أَدَرَاكَ مَا لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ 
And what will make you know what the night of decree is? Laylatul Qadri khayrun min alfi shahr. The night of decree is better than a thousand months. And a thousand months is equal to 83 years and four months. And for the vast majority of us here, we're not going to make it to see our 83rd birthday. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Most of us want to pass away, want to die before that. However, if we busy ourselves in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this particular night, then it is better than worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a thousand months which do not contain Laylatul Qadr. And in addition to this, if we stand and pray on this night, seeking the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this will be a reason for our sins being forgiven. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَنْ قَامَ لَيْلَةَ الْقَدْرِ إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ He said, whoever stands in prayer on the night of decree, then his previous sins, meaning his minor sins, will be forgiven. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen All praise and thanks belong to Allah The Lord of everything that exists Wal-aqibatu lil-muttaqeen The good end is for those who possess piety Wala-udwana illa ala al-zalimeen There is no transgression except against those who oppress Wa-ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah I bear witness that nothing has a right to be worshipped Except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He's alone and he has no partners he aids and he supports those who are righteous. وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَسَلَّمُ And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave and his messenger. أَمَّا بَعْدِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to direct and instruct the Sahaba to seek out Laylatul Qadr during the last ten nights of Ramadan, especially on the odd nights. He says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, تَحَرَّوا لَيْلَةَ الْقَدْرِ فِي الْوِتْرِ مِنَ الْعَشْرِ الْأَوَاخِرِ مِنْ رَمَضَانِ He says, seek out the night of decree on the odd nights during the last ten nights of Ramadan. And many of the scholars, they have said that the most anticipated night, or the night that's most likely to be Laylatul Qadr, is the 27th night of Ramadan. And this is based upon the narration of Ubay ibn Ka'b that's found in the Sahih of Imam Muslim. However, despite this narration, many of the scholars have also said that Laylatul Qadr is not re- restricted to a particular night. And that it's possible that it can switch from year to year. So one year it could be the 21st night of Ramadan. Another year it could be the 25th. Another night it could be the 29th and so on and so forth. And one of the supplications, or one of the wisdoms rather, for why Laylatul Qadr is not known to us and why it's concealed, is because this will be a reason for us striving during all ten nights of Ramadan. Because if Laylatul Qadr was known to everyone, then the vast majority of people, they will only exert themselves in worship on that particular night. And they wouldn't strive on the other nights. And this is in opposition to the guidance and the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. And one of the supplications that we should say during these nights is that supplication that the Prophet ﷺ taught to our mother Aisha radiallahu anha. She said, Ya Rasulullah, 
She said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, inform me. Tell me what I should say if I know that it's Laylatul Qadr. So the Prophet said, He said, Say, O oh Allah, you are the one who pardons, and you love to pardon, so pardon me. So during these last 10 nights, we should be diligent and we should exert ourselves in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even more so than we were exerting ourselves in worship during the first part and the middle part of Ramadan. We should be diligent as it relates to the recitation of the Qur'an. Every single one of us should strive to finish reading, reading the entirety of the Qur'an this Ramadan. We should be diligent as it relates to Salat al-Taraweeh and praying in congregation. And likewise, we should be as generous as possible. Because this was the example of our Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhum said, كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أجود الناس, أجود الناس He said that the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم was the most generous person. وكان أجود ما يكون في رمضان حين يلقاه جبريل And the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم would be the most generous in the month of Ramadan when he would meet Jibreel عليه السلام وكان يلقاه في كل ليلة من رمضان فيدارسه القرآن and the Prophet وسلم, would meet Jibreel السلام, every night in the month of Ramadan and he would study the Qur'an with him. فَلَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَجْوَدَ بِالْخَيْرِ مِنَ الْرِيحِ الْمُرْسَلَةِ And when the Prophet وسلم, met Jibreel السلام, then he would be more generous than a fast wind that produces rain. And a quick takeaway from this hadith is that it shows us the great generosity of the Prophet The Prophet was the most generous person in general, but he was even more generous during the month of Ramadan. And the generosity of the Prophet it wasn't just restricted to his wealth. Yes, the Prophet was generous when it came to his wealth. However, the Prophet was also generous when it came to his knowledge, when it came to helping others. When it came to his time and everything else that would aid, aid and assist people and benefit others. This is how the Prophet ﷺ used to be and this is how we should be. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us success in that which he loves and he's pleased with. رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنًا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنًا وَقِنَا عَذَابِ النَّارِ We ask our Lord for the good of this life and the good of the hereafter and to save us from the punishment of the fire. Allahumma a'izza al-Islam wal-Muslimin. We ask Allah to give honor and nobility to Islam and the Muslims everywhere. Wa-akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.